Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas. Joining the studio today, Craig Burley is here. Kieran Gibbs as well. Kieran, what a treat. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, that's, that's all right. No problem. We were desperate. Uh, meanwhile, the footballing world is still talking about what happened at Wembley yesterday. In case you missed it, here's a little recap. A warm welcome to England's national stadium. Chelsea and Liverpool contest the first major piece of silverware of the English season. And Liverpool looking to go out on the loftiest of highs for their departing manager, Jurgen Klopp. Gallagher. It's going to come for Sterling and Palmer. Somehow it was kept out by Kravine Kelleher. What a save. Here's Jackson for Chelsea. Sterling arrives. Sterling scores. But the flag goes up and his joy is quickly cut short. Jackson just made his run a fraction too early. Robertson. And the header against the post from Cody Gakpo. Petrovic thought it was going in. It's Robertson. And Van Dijk! The captain does it for Liverpool! Look at Endo's block. And that's maybe why Chewell is having to come across. It's disallowed. And what appeared to be a great moment of Wembley Theatre counts for nothing. And it's Gallagher! Inside of the upright and out again. It's Cole Palmer. Now it's on Cuckoo! And Palmer on the follow-up. And then it's Gusto, and it's Nkunku again, and Kelleher thwarts the lot of them. Simicass, great header! This time, this time, it's going to count. And Virgil van Dijk has just stooped, and in all probability, won the Carabao Cup for Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. The player that wanted it most was Virgil van Dijk. So many talking points from that game. Later on, we'll discuss uh, Liverpool and how impressive those youngsters were. Indeed, what that means going forward for them. But let's start with... Uh, Mary, I want to start with you. As a former Chelsea man, as someone who still supports the club, take us through your thoughts watching that extra time play out. Oh, man. It was, it was like, you know, like, I, I think as a team, when you, when you play the game and you see that uh, first the disappointment created, right? In the beginning, I think they were nervous. At the end... The, they were trying to figure out how they could get the goal. And when they were struggling to get the ball over the line, the extra time comes in. When the extra time kicked in, uh, Pochettino came out, he made a comment, he said that some of the guys didn't have um, the physical aspect uh, in the sense of the fitness to be ready. But this is the game of your season. I did not really understood that because they, they said like they were heading towards penalties and he didn't mind his team going to penalties. But I didn't understand why they were not prepped before that final was. I had finals 
including at, at Chelsea myself. And I remember the week in advance to, to the game, I was like sometimes thinking, hey, we're going really hard. But it wasn't like we were going hard. We were prepping and being really ready for that game. And I think this game, I felt like when I look at the extra time, I felt Liverpool did it from the first minute to the last minute, regardless of putting all those young stars in it. I still felt they were ready, and I think they were better prepped. But we had, I think, maybe, I saw a different game, but I said a lot of opportunities were there for Chelsea to win the game and not go to the penalties. Uh, I that was really up, actually that's quite hurtful, actually, that you've never actually came to me and went, and, and uh, with the immortal words, is somebody that supports the club, how do you feel? <laughs> well, well, yes. You've never, ever... I've never had to dig myself out of that hole, and I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a bit surprised. Listen, can, can, can I just say the Pochettino quote? Because I, 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 listen, I, you can do something. What the hell you well, like? I will on actually, because yes. you normally you, do. You alluded to what Pochettino had to say uh, after the game. So some interesting things uh, about the tie. And it says the players started to lose their energy. Ben Chilwell till he felt really, really tired. Gallagher after five minutes, we needed to change. The team felt maybe penalties would be good for us. The effort was massive. So. There are two teams in this pitch, right, who are playing through the same scenario. In fact, Liverpool, in some sense, it was more difficult because Gravenberg gets injured early and they've got to make that change. And that change is not strong because it pushes a youngster in Conor Bradley into an unfamiliar position and then Joe Gomez comes on. And so you're asking a kid to, to adapt in a cup final. That's not, that, that's not easy. So... Chelsea also made four substitutions, right? Chalaba, Madweki, and Kunku, Mudric. Those three last names, all pacey, young-ish, fit players. Look at this side that finished with all the kids. So, I, I, I'm sorry, before the game he talked about, Pochettino that is, about the game at Anfield and, you know, the referees and the decisions and let's hope it's not down to that, which we discussed yesterday and I found it, found it quite strange. Now one of these quotes at the end, one of these comments, but let, we've had 24 hours to digest this. When the teams started, Chelsea and Liverpool, this was Chelsea's strongest side, beat, beat Villa at, at, at the Etihad. This was the strongest side, right? This was, let, let's peel this back. This was Liverpool's B team that started. B team, right? Then they had to make a change, right? So that affected them. And then three, three kids came on. They finished, the, with no disrespect, kids did wonderful. We talked about it yesterday. But they finished the game, Liverpool's reses, the, the, the C team. And Chelsea finished it with all these big, Stars on. Luis Diaz was out on his feet. Yeah. Wasn't just Ben Chilwell and Conagher. Everybody gets tired. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, there were two teams in this pitch that were playing in the same conditions. Simple as that. Kieran, how do you explain it? Because Chelsea finished the game in the 90 minutes so well. They had Liverpool up against the ropes. You just feel they just had to make that extra step forward yeah. to get it done. Yeah. Yet they regress so much, so evidently in the extra time period. And yes, there's young players for Chelsea, but they've got more appearances, more experience than the Liverpool team they were up against. How do you explain that and how much does Pochettino have to take responsibility for it? 
I mean, listen, whichever way you want to slice it up, it's um, it's disappointing for, from from Chelsea's standpoint. You know, I think with the season that they've had, you know, they've been obviously average at best. Um, but I actually don't think that they were that bad, like you said, in the 90 minutes. Yeah. If they had had a hard, half decent season, you would have said that they were unlucky yesterday, right? Um, but because they've been so sloppy this this season, you kind of have to just say that it's it's normal proceedings for them at the moment. Um, you know, I, I agree that um, I, I don't agree with the age thing because right. you know Liverpool had a young team, Chelsea had a young team. Yeah. It was it was makeshift for both for both teams in the end. Um, but but for, I suppose for Liverpool it was makeshift because it had to be because the injuries. For Chelsea it's makeshift. Well, use well, the youngsters. No, Chelsea's not makeshift. Of, yeah. it's because, well, it's not because of their transfer policy. That's why they've got all these youngsters in. Thiago Silva wasn't available, but he wouldn't have played. Yes. Right. Yep. Uh, Rhys James is out, but Malagusta's done brilliant. Chelwell's yeah. back. He's an England international. Yeah. Two hundred million in the middle of the park. Conor Gallagher could have. You know, he was at Palace. He's back there. They were going to sell him, but he's going to Tottenham. Whatever, they left Nkunku on the bench. That, 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 that was their choice. Raheem Sterling's been there, seen it, and done it. Got the T-shirt. And Cole Palmer was 40 million. He's, 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 he's having a, a very, very good season. We talked about this yesterday. We were in agreement. There wasn't much, too much to criticise Chelsea about over 90 minutes. You, if you could nitpick about the finishing and the final decision-making in the final third... But in general, it was a decent performance for 90 minutes. It was a shambles for the next 30. Yeah. And that's where it's unacceptable. And I go back to what I was saying in, in yesterday's live show, if you watched it or whatever, was when kids come on, I'm all for kids playing. We were all youngsters coming through ourselves. I'm all for kids playing. I've played mm. with youngsters as an experienced player. But when you're playing against them and you see these youngsters coming on, give or take 90,000 there, extra time in a cup final against all these big stars. I'm going to make it as horrible as I can for these kids. I'm going to make it a half-hour nightmare for them. And after, at the end of it, I'll pat them on the back and say, well played, young man, you know, hope you blah, blah, blah. But for 30 minutes, they're going to wish they weren't on that field. Yeah. Right? And they're going to be shaking like a leaf. They're going to be nervous wrecks because I'm going to pressure them and I'm going to make sure they make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, we're going to capitalise. What they did was the complete opposite. They said, we're going to sit back and we're going to give McConnell and Clark mm. and Dans and these youngsters a chance to enjoy Wembley and the space to go and build confidence. That's bonkers. Yeah. Absolute. There's no sentiment, Kieran. When youngsters come on, if you've got a young guy coming on as a left back, I'm putting my best right winger against them. That is yeah. the problem that Chelsea lack that experience. To go and do that. No. Hold on, we, we can't sit here and talk about Chelsea's experience with all these players. No, but, but we talk about these players as if they're all World Cup winners. Yeah, they're not, though, are no, they? No. With, with, except you, you obviously but hold on, we've got Mc, Mc, McCornell and Hart and no, Dans. We've got, we got Caicedo. Every club in England was, would have taken Caicedo. Bruno Fernandes won... What, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Enzo Fernandes won the World Cup. Right, we... we, we uh, yeah, but... You, you know, also, I, said, well, I don't know, but it's that. Uh, Dan, you know, when, when people talk about the age group thing, the difference also we have to understand when you come out of a system and you understand when you're playing for a team and you, you're coming out of a youth system, you kind of play a certain pattern. Like, if I'm talking about my history, coming from Ajax, and I'm sure Kieran had that when he coming from Arsenal, the journey which you travel 
is that the whole way through your young system, you understand what you had to deliver in the first team. So mm. those young boys that came into the Liverpool side, I, I think they did a great job, but it's also a job that they know what is expected from them before they even get to the first team. Because knowing Klopp, he already, he's not working only on his first team, he's working on the team below that and all the way down, making sure when they are ready to join him, they understand what to do. Chelsea is not there because they have all new faces in it. So they mm. have to play it. We can talk about like the age group. That's why that is not even relevant to match it up. We can only talk, okay, the financial aspect is because they're building a team. So in that sense, I have to protect them in the sense of like they need more, more time, yes. But they have spent so much money. The only thing that I um, uh, was, was, was relevant for everybody is that you don't have to spend that much to get that much quality because Liverpool mm. have proven it to one. But I went to Chelsea. I went to the training ground a couple of years ago. I went all the way to Cobham. And they showed me all the way around, showed me all the new facilities and everything. And they explained everything they were doing was building the youth system and getting it to a level that they want it to be. Now, I'm looking at Chelsea, it looks like they're starting all over again. They almost have, what is it, one or two young boys and they try to get rid of the ones that are already there. Like, you know, Craig already mentioned uh, Gallagher. They're trying to get, okay, Chalaba comes on in two games, but tried to change the game twice. Eh? City tried to change the game, and uh, Chalaba came on, boom, they scored, 1-1. Liverpool, he did the same thing. Bring him on, change the backside, and I, one of the key things is in football is when you change the defense, it can sometimes be shaky. And two times I saw them conceding. Will not say that it's, it's uh, because of Chalaba's mistake or because but it does influence the team in the sense of the setup, where do you have to be and how is it going to be. So that question and that, that thing, I have to make sure that everybody understands. Coming out of a youth system and being there for years and coming to the first team helps, helps a lot compared to just coming new into a team and being a young boy. I actually agree with him, you know, because the Liverpool players that came on, they know what it means to play right. for Liverpool. And this is all know. really down to, to Klopp. At the top of that pyramid. Absolutely. And everyone, everyone knows what their job is. Yeah. So why have Chelsea struggled so much to implement any sort of... Like, what's Chelsea's pattern of play? You know, what's their DNA under Pochettino? Well, that's what I think Mario's trying to say there. It's just that, you know, they, they've lost that identity. Mm. And, and when you change a whole squad, it doesn't matter how much money you spend, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time to, for him to implement his ideas all the way through to the bottom of the club. Um, that being said, though, the only thing I will say is you can put as much money as you want on that pitch, but to stop Van Dyke mm. when he's got a full run on you across the face of the goal, he's nearly impossible <laughs> to stop. Any, any player in the yeah. world is going gonna, is gonna to struggle with that, right? And he's done it twice, which is, yeah. which is the naive thing about Chelsea because, you know, he does it the first time on the wide free kick and then... You think to yourself, okay, that's the first warning sign. We got lucky there, it was offside. Right. And next time we need to get someone, even two players yeah. on this guy. Yeah. Because you don't expect one of the youngsters to come out with a header like this.
So you know he's the most dangerous player on the pitch, set pieces at so that time. So if it's obvious to everyone watching, why didn't they do it? That's yeah. the, that's the, but, but you see also, that's the billion dollar he, question. He gets angrier because the Sassy gets angry. Why? Because he expects Mudrik to make a step forward to attack the ball. But that's very difficult because Mudrik is not a player that is like that's not really you know he's an attacker attackers they defend different than defenders we are more aware of trying to make sure that you don't concede but he's an attacker he just wants to be in his position and jumps up instead of towards the ball because he doesn't go towards the ball for that comes right in front of him you can see that in the replay for that comes in front of him the sassy taps the floor why and he points to him because he doesn't come forward but just what Kieran says you're marking van dyke it's like when I going back, like let's say Arsenal, Kieran's team. I play against a guy like Saul Campbell. The guy is <laughs> maybe my height, but twice as big as me. One thing you don't do: don't let him get a runner on you. Whatever you do, don't let anybody run in the box and attack a ball. Because when they attack the ball and being the size of Van Dijk, okay, it's in stuff. He, he scored the first goal that they they called off. They said that. The block was on because you could see that Enzo blocked the player and then, you know, Van Dijk was on his own and then Chilwell was jumping against him. He couldn't help because okay, Chilwell and Van Dijk is not a matchup because Kowal was normally going to stand there. But getting the block, and we all know, one advice I tell anybody, if anybody blocks you, because that's what they told me in England, if you get blocked, you can only block me one time because the next time they said if they do that again, you hit them so hard, they don't <laughs> even want to think about blocking you. And that's what they were teaching me when I got to England. They said to me, you get blocked one time, Mario, and don't let me see you getting blocked by the same person one more time. Either he's on the floor or he's saying, ow, and he's moving away from you. Because if that happens again, that means that you are not ready. So when that happened, Kowal, from now on, never should allow anybody to block him because they should know who he is. Because if not, they're going to really try to do it all the time to him. And you have some great players in that. What they did... It was because the ref went to watch the VR on, the, on the, the TV screen. If he didn't watch that, it was a goal. It was a clear goal because you could only see it on the, on, on the, on the, on the, on the screen. If not, I didn't even see it in the game. I was like, oh, nothing happened. He just out-jumped him. If Modric is... Yeah, I feel like we're picking in Modric quite a lot. But I think there's kind of good reason. If, if he can't defend... Put, leave him up the field. Put right. two, maybe even put two up. What are Liverpool going to do? They're not going to leave. They're probably not going to leave two on two. Going to drag three back. But at least put one up and ask them to drag a couple of defenders back. But listen, some, some of the best players from defensive set pieces I've seen and played with have been forward players. Mm -hmm. Strikers. Really? Who've came yeah. back and they've understood what it means to attack a ball and defend mm -hmm. a scenario. And, I, you know, I talked about this yesterday. It is inexcusable not to understand that if there's a corner kick here, <laughs> that I'm facing the corner kick and I have no idea at the front post, and I used to do that job at the near post uh, quite a lot, particularly when I was at Chelsea. You have to be, you have to have yourself Open. so you can see the corner and you can see what's coming. And if I see Van Dyke coming, he's probably going to beat me, but I tell you what, the arm's going up. Right. And so it's not going to be a clean header because I know he's there. The body position of Modric, he had no idea. It, it could have been anybody coming. And he's jumping from a, from a position where he's, he's thinking, oh, I've got a clean header here. And before he knows it, Van Dijk's across him. It's about body positions. That's coaching. And if you coach a player and he still doesn't do it, then you get rid of him. It's as simple as that. Mm. So there are a multitude of things, but it, the, 
the general performance, and I'm, I'm not buying, I am, if anybody wants to put an age thing up, I'm just not buying this. What about Chelsea. the tired point of view that Pochettino made? Yeah, 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 the one, yeah, we were more, my dad's bigger than your dad, we were more tired than you, we were more, no, we were more tired than you, no, we were more tired than you, Luis Diaz, is, he, they're clinging on to him, there's no Salah, there's no Nunes, there's no Jota, and, and he's, can barely move at the end. So it was the same for, it was the same for both, both made substitutes, both brought on, Liverpool brought on really young players with no, with little experience. They brought on international players that cost a lot of money, but they were all quick and they're all pretty young, or young enough. Uh, so there's no, there's no differential about one team should have been more tired than another and that affected them. Where does this leave Pochettino? Well, if you watched him walk, walk past, when he got his uh, runners-up medal, when he walked past Todd Bowley, uh, there wasn't any uh, sympathy coming Pochettino's way. Maybe, maybe that was just a scenario that worked out. I, I, don't, think there's, I don't think there's anything at all imminent happening uh, mm. with Pochettino, but who knows what direction they're going to go in yeah. come, come, come the summer. I, I, have, I have no idea. He, he could still be there. He might decide to chuck it himself if he mm. thinks that when Stanley and, and, and others, and I think Paul Jilkson's just gone in there, if he thinks that he's not getting a, an element of control over where it's going to go, maybe he's going to say, you know what, I'm going to go and salvage my reputation. But I, I, just, I just don't know. What do you think, Mario? Like, like this is almost a new low for Chelsea because the manner in which they lost this final yeah. and the opportunity to pick up a bit of silverware, a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, and all of a sudden it's darkness again. Yeah. No, no, definitely. You know, like uh, th this was it was the game of the season, and like I said before, this was the one that you wanted to win. But I think um, that's why when we, we already hit a lot of topics, you understand, and even in the, when we were trying to make the game, you know, like they were trying to make the game and they were pressured so high, and they straight away kicked off the energy that Liverpool put in that performance. And they wanted, and I'm not saying that Liverpool was playing the greatest game. No, they weren't. Mm. But one thing that definitely brought was energy. And I think Chelsea was struggling to build up. So in that sense, um, going back to what you also said, is like I don't think you know. I think for Chelsea, it doesn't make sense even to consider Poch to, to to move away from what he's just building because it doesn't make sense. I said it at the beginning of the season. I said this is going to be a tough season because they're going to try to to you know mend um, uh, everything together. Next season, don't expect great like crazy achievements too. I said the season after that, it's sad to say that it takes you that long, but it's normal. Come on, guys, if we look at uh, how long did it took Arsenal to be what they are today? How long did it took Man United? <laughs> Man United is still going up and down. Okay, the only one that we're looking now is Liverpool, City. Those are the ones you understand, Spurs. Now look how long it took them to get uh, to be at least, uh, you know, around the top four or five, you understand, to say who we're going to consider and trying to get ourselves into the Champions League again. So things like that is just the way football is. It's sad. Because it's a team that you want them to do well, but it doesn't work like that. It doesn't matter what kind of money you have or what kind. Time will always be needed in developing and trying to achieve what you want to achieve. So please, don't do crazy changes and don't start buying like, like nonsense because please don't do that. Because that will make it just even more unsettled. Uh, plenty more reaction to what we saw in the Carabao Cup final on our YouTube page. Be sure to go over to YouTube and click on ESPN FC and subscribe.
Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Right, to the other end of everything, Liverpool, of course, winning their first bit of silverware of the season. They could, in theory, do the quadruple. As it stands, they're one point clear of Manchester City in second, two points clear of Arsenal. Let's just take a look at how the, the, the bookies have this uh, set first, shall we? According to the bookies, it is Manchester City, then Liverpool, then Arsenal, with regards to favourites for the title. Would you agree, Craig, in that order? No. And... and you, you know, since the beginning of the season, I've, I've been adamant that I, I felt Arsenal are going to be the strongest challengers to, to Man City. Yeah, to Man City. And they've had, they had this wobble, mm -hmm. you know, around the turn of the year. Uh, but boy, they're back strong. They are back really strong. Uh, arguably playing the best of any team in the league at the moment. And I've always felt it was kind of nipping top with them at Liverpool as City are still the team to beat. But I felt Arsenal just had a smidge in front and clearly the way they're playing is not going to change my mind. And also we talked about it with Stevie yesterday on the show. That's a really bad injury list. Mm -hmm. And sometimes injury lists are injury lists, but it depends who it is. Yeah. Sometimes you've got a big injury list, but it's not key players. These are key players. And if they don't get Salah, Sabozlai, Nunez and these guys of this out back, sharpish, they're just not going to hang with these two teams. I just can't see it. Do you agree, Kerry? I do. I do. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a shame for them, obviously, because, you know, I mean, the story of, of them winning the league on Klopp's last year is, it looks looks beautiful, but... Like, like Craig says, it's one of those top four, isn't it? That, that, that you could do... Look, with the others, well, I you could even you... get away with Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah, exactly. at, at the moment. At the moment. At the moment. Yeah. But the top... The, yeah. The top five, because Curtis Jones has done a pretty good job. Right, he has. The top five, you need three or four of them. Yes. Back sharpish. Yeah. yeah. And there's no breaks either for, for no. their schedule no. is so busy. Obviously, they've got Southampton in the FA Cup, and then they've got Forest on Saturday, and, I, and then the Europa League, and then Manchester City. It just goes on. And I think that's why when we saw, I mean, Klopp is always a quite an animated coach on the sidelines, but I, I think even yesterday at the end, if you saw the shots of him. 
I wouldn't say bewilderment, but I think he couldn't believe it. It's he said, we've just sort of plastered this together. And then we've had the issues on the field and I've had to throw all these kids and, and we've still done it, which is testament to them. Uh, but I think he knows, you know, the, as good as all these boys are, they're all buying into it, yeah. this Liverpool thing. But you need more than that yeah. when you see what Arsenal and, and City have got. And, and the problem is, Mario, is the is the frequency of these games, isn't there? There's no, there's no time to, to catch your breath or try and get recoveries going for these injured players. No, no, definitely. And also the way he is, you understand? The guys are very highlighted. But Klopp is also a motivator. He's very good in motivation. Regardless if we're talking about only the skill that he has of making you play great football, he also makes you believe and motivates you and makes you understand you can. Because he knows how quick, like how he highlighted, come on, Salah, Sabaslai, you know, those are Nunez, you know, all, all those guys are also the guys that he normally picks. Eh? We, we can call them those names, but there's also the guys that he normally starts. And he, he wants them because that is the only way, one, because of the story of leaving, you understand, in, 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 a, in a glory way. We have to go back, maybe we're calling one of the greats, you understand, uh, Ferguson, when he left, he won the league for his, for his club. And, and <laughs> him being there, there's no, no reason why he said, yeah, this is the biggest trophy or the best trophy that I ever won. No, what he actually means is like, this is my first trophy, at least I'm not walking out of the door with nothing because I'm planning to bring even more to you guys. So I think he's, he got this one. I can almost, the way he is, he's such a winner. If you go back today or tomorrow, no, not even tomorrow. Today, he's already thinking about what's my next move and what is the next mm -hmm. thing I'm going to win. He's not worried about, like, oh, Carabao Cup this. No, he's Champions League is definitely going to guarantee his club to be in there next season. So now I want to win the biggest one. And the biggest one is the league. And, of course, people talk about the Champions League, but the league is where his main focus will be on. What's the Europa League, obviously? Uh, for You mean, if you took Saka, uh, Odegaard, Rice, out yes. of the Arsenal side for six weeks... Would I sit here and say I think uh, no? I'd say I, I think they're stuffed. No. <laughs> the only team out of the two, Liverpool, the, the, the only team out of the three that if you took three or four players out, yeah. that you think all right, they might get through that is Man City. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, think you'd throw someone like Rodri in that conversation, and I think that could. But they did manage without Haaland for period yes. and, and, and uh, De Bruyne. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I don't think Liverpool are going to get enough results unless they get these guys. But back. I suppose oh, you look at that fixture list; they're winnable games with even a kind of half of a, of a team missing. With the exception of Manchester City, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean listen, I actually really like the, these young boys. I think that they're brilliant. The way they've stepped up in that cup final is, you know, outstanding to see that. To ask them to go on and, you know, finish off at the business end of a season and, and deliver a Premier League trophy and then, you know, maybe a Europa League trophy is a big ask. Yeah. Like, it's a big ask. And like Craig says, you're going to have teams who are going to go for them. A lot more than we yeah. saw, obviously, Chelsea test them uh, in extra time. I mean, that'll be his biggest achievement, I think. Jurgen Klopp. Absolutely. If he, if he was somehow to get through a season where he loses, and everybody has injuries, I understand that, but where the announcement is he's leaving, because they had to announce it because it was going to be leaked, Matip uh, is out for the year with, I think, it's a cruciate. The both fullbacks were out. The two left-backs were out at one point. Endo goes to the Asian Cup yeah. after he's been brilliant. Salah goes to the African Cup of Nations. It's injured. Unbelievable. Then he's got all these injuries. They're still in there. They've just won the Carabao Cup. If he was to come through this and somehow yeah. have Liverpool top of the perch at the end of the year, I think it would be it would eclipse by some distance 
bearing in mind how good City and Arsenal are, yes. by some distance, anything he's achieved sure. at that football club. And that's a key point, isn't it? This is a three-horse race, which we haven't seen for a while, which makes it harder for all of those involved. How have Arsenal found that extra gear? What's clicked? What's made them so good over recent weeks? I don't think that they've changed too much their philosophy. I don't think they've changed it at all, actually. They're conceding less goals, um, which, you know, over the last, what, six or seven games, I think they've only conceded three. Yeah. And they're finally hitting the back of the net and they're just hitting their target. Um, and they're, they're just relentless. I mean, they're, they're, scoring two, they're scoring two goals a half at the moment. Yes. You know, not, not two goals a game. is a good word to describe yeah. them, isn't it? Do you think they're more solid with Kevior there? Than Zinchenko, and I'm not saying he's right, but he's, he, Zinchenko's more of an attacking fullback, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think with I think with the departure of Shaka, Kirior at the moment, it looks like the balance is working. Um, I feel like you know he doesn't need to do that role as much. It, it, Go into like, midfield, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I feel that the balance of the team at the moment is more of a back four. It's more of a back four. Back four. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think that that's that's working out for them at the moment. And so I, I would be surprised if he uh, if he changes things. What do you think about? We've we've talked about this. It's interesting in the bigger a couple two or three of the bigger games recently that Jorginho's played mm. in midfield and that's allowed. You know, have us to push further forward, but Rice also to push a bit further. Have a wee bit and more Odegaard. of a Odegaard. correct. Yeah, but 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 now Odegaard's got a bit of help, right? Because Rice can do both jobs. Exactly, he can do both. Exactly, Rice and Odegaard next to each other, they provide more than enough for Jorginho to sit there and and you know control the game from deeper up at the pitch. He can just he can do that by himself because he he is that good when he's on form. So. The, the, the additions of Jorginho at the moment and Kirior have really helped the balance of the team, I think. And, and it's also, you know, Havertz has hit a little bit of form, yep. which, you know... Well, he looks more comfortable in the front yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Arsenal just look brilliant, don't they, at the moment, Mario? Yeah, no, they look really good. What the guys already highlighted, you know, I think, I think what Ateta did really well... He just took a couple of things that he really needed to get his team. Like, you highlighted Rice. Okay, what was the biggest problem you understand last season? He was kind of like missing kind of like um, a person in his team that could carry anything. Whatever happens to his team, I'm ready to take it on in the sense of responsibility. Because at this time, last season, they started to crumble. And now they have that strength in the middle. Even if whatever happens now, you know, sometimes he has that little flow because it's also from West Ham stepping up to Arsenal. It's a step up for him. But it doesn't matter. He can handle that. Then you go to, to all the, like Havertz. We're talking about Havertz. Remember when Havertz left Chelsea? He had a big problem, yeah? Because mm. people were like having a go at him. And, and, and now he's part of the guy that helps Saka and Martinelli because those guys are all playing on you know, like uh, influence in the sense of like they don't have a they don't have to plan because they are so smart in playing football. The, look at Saka, how many goals he's scoring. The kid is unbelievable. What five games in a row? He is just making it feel like it's just normal for him. You understand? And when he takes you on, the worst part as a fullback, and Kieran mm -hmm. can tell me, when you are one on one with a winger and a winger is that confident, he got pace and skill, <coughs> and then he takes him on the inside and he. He scores that goal, but you know that you're in trouble when he runs at you. And I think that is one of the key things that they have on both sides. Martinelli and Saka are both very dangerous. And when they're in top form, I think this Arsenal team 
it's just, yeah. Then you're gonna going back to like uh, my time, the Cherry Henry and the, 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 you know, like the guys Over that were Mars. unstoppable. Yeah, you know, the Overmars or, or, you know, you guys were unstoppable. It was like sometimes you play against them, you go like, dudes, are you guys gonna take a break? And I think that is what the wingers are doing right now. They don't take a break because they're almost competing with each other in the sense of, I want you to do well, but I want to do well myself too. And I think that's where Arsenal is at the moment. Seemed that little break in the Middle East did them pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, both Saka and Martinelli went through a little period. Yes. They just went a little flat. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli more than Saka, but Saka just lost that edge a little bit. It looks like he's, he's clearly... Uh, got it back, and that's a huge bonus for them. I think the big one of the big questions has always been: Can they make it all the way through the season without, a, you know, if Gabriel Jesus is injured, he's out of form, or, or whatever? Would they buy in January? And I think it's been crystal clear that he feels with false nines and Havertz and maybe Enkete or Trossard coming in that he's got enough. that's the way they're going to go. Yeah. Now it's been yeah the last two or three games been the best team in England, clearly. But it's not quite March yet, and there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. And they were great for a long period last year, and then it kind of fell apart at the end. Now, it fell apart, you could argue, because they started losing players to injury, particularly at the back. Uh, but that might happen, and they have to deal with it. But I'd be feeling good about where I am if I was Arsenal at the moment, but I, they just need to keep, they need to yeah. keep the hammer down. They cannot, <laughs> cannot all of a sudden think, oh, this is going to be... Easy between now and end of the year, yeah. it is not. Uh, and of course, in that Arsenal Liverpool sandwich are the defending champions, <laughs> who weirdly enough haven't been playing that well, but mm -hmm. still getting the points, are still only one now adrift of Liverpool at the top. Yeah, I mean, even when they show slight cracks in, in their defence, they look a little bit open on the counter at the moment. Sometimes they're just far too dangerous going forward, and so you just can never doubt them. Foden has been instrumental in this in this team. Stepped up, you know, throughout the season when De Bruyne has been out and Haaland's been out. They, Pep always seems to find a way. Um, if if I was to say, you know, on current form, yes, on current form. I would, I would say, I would say Arsenal. If I they, think if, you could have Arsenal and Liverpool with regards to the style of football they're playing, the yeah. way they're destroying their opponents. But this is City, Craig, and this is City <laughs> who've got experience of winning. Until <laughs> so one of those teams puts their hand up in May and says, we're going to win this, and City are playing catch-up and yeah. it's looking at... Yeah. I'm not backing against them. No, you can't. I, I, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's a huge month, isn't it, for City? Obviously, yeah. Manchester Derby, and then you go to Anfield, then you host Arsenal. Cool. It, it really is huge, isn't it? Once we're sitting here on April the 1st, I think we'll have a much better idea. Well, the, currently, the Manchester oh. Derby is not much to worry about. Oh, yeah. indeed. <laughs> uh, that's true. I would, that's I would very imagine. True. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, those three games there in March are, are yeah. pretty vital. And, and you couldn't go into this, you know, Copenhagen they'll take care of. You couldn't go into that game at Anfield, <laughs> being Liverpool with anything close to the team that finished yesterday God, and exp it, 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 would, it, it would be a mess uh, if, if City were at full strength but I would imagine by March the 10th it's not that far away, it's just a couple of weeks No, I know but, uh, you'd hope from a I'd hope from a, from a neutral point of view in the league because it's been so good with that top three yeah. with the odd flip from Tottenham and Villa that Liverpool players 
they get enough of them back that we can have a I, call it, I would call it a fair fight to the yeah. end, it's fair whatever mm -hmm. it is, yeah. but I would like to see that and then whoever's the last man standing is standing. <laughs> uh, and, but I've got a feeling Liverpool's problems with their, with their fitness issues might just run a little bit deeper. A lot more reaction to what we saw in the Premier League and the Carabao Cup final and indeed the other big leagues in Europe on the latest edition of the Gavin Jules podcast, which you can check out now. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And so it's Girona 3, Ravi Ocano. Now let's just remind you then what that means to the table. Remember, Barcelona were second. Girona have taken their place now. They are six points off Real Madrid at the top of the table. Back on, lad. You think so? It's still a little bit of hope. Still we might see some drama. Well, I mean, otherwise we're just going to have to come in here in the odd Sunday, whatever it is, and be right. very be very downbeat and go, sorry, somebody's got to keep this place <laughs> alive. Look at Mr. Sunshine here, Mr. Optimism. <laughs> and Girona, that's Team. I don't really believe it, if I'm okay. being honest. All right. But I'm, I'm, in, I'm just hopeful we have a title race. Uh, and the only thing we could have asked for today was the three points. Yes. We can't do yeah. it. Can't yeah, do it. exactly. And we, we saw some of their better players, of course, get back into form. But Dovpik had a game to forget, their top scorer. Uh, missed a, a couple of big chances. Uh, Savio, of course, getting the brace. Uh, Girona then getting the win. Um, Kieran, remind me how old you are. 34. Luka Modric is 38. Oh, yeah. no. You lazy sod. Mind you, Luka Modric, he, he, he's not quite a party animal, is he? I mean, just, <laughs> some well, of us. What are you suggesting? <laughs> just forgive. Uh, he, of course, did this, which, which is a bit special, wasn't it? 38 years old, but proving to be the difference oh, in the day. He's a, he's a true, true maverick. Oh, you must played up against him, Yoko. I have, I have, I have stepped up against was him. Was that a lovely time? Um, I mean, he was playing for Tottenham at the time, so ah, it, so it wasn't happen. that bad. Yeah. There's no way when he left Tottenham we ever thought, and I did a lot of his games uh, at Tottenham when I was working back there. And when Harry Redknapp signed him, and he he was a good player, right? You looked at him and you went, he was a good player, him. You never felt like he was going to go to Real Madrid and be this player that he's been. Yeah. He's just. You talk about going there and, and raising the level and then raising it and raising it again. He, he's a perfect example of that. And he's, at 38, he's still 
he wants to play so much he's still getting annoyed, isn't he? Yeah, very he's much. He's getting so. annoyed when yeah. Tony Cross is getting picked before yes. him and he's like, yeah. just come on and have a cameo. No. <laughs> It it's, a, it's amazing. What did you pack in? You must have been like 31 when you packed in then. 32? Oh, I was 33. I was 33, but this is like, I mean, to, to perform at this level, you have to put him up there with, he's a Hall of Famer, like, you know, hands down. Been to World Cup uh, finals. And, yeah. I've, yeah, and of course he wants to play. Oh, they beat England in the semi. In the 20, 2026. Oh, World that, Cup. yeah, that was a downer, well. wasn't it? Uh, so the domestic season in Spain. <laughs> you cried that day, didn't you? On Copperdale, shut up. Uh, Copperdale Ray, uh, midweek. <laughs> Tomorrow we've got Real Sociedad playing host to Mallorca. That one nicely poised, nil-nil, uh, going into that second leg in San Sebastian. Our coverage of that game starts at 3.30. And then on Thursday, one fascinating title will be in the Basque Country. Athletic Club taking on Atletico Madrid, the host with a 1-0 lead going into that tie. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sheffield United, of course, losing to Wolves at the weekend by one goal to nil. And what was interesting in that game uh, was the pushing and shoving that we saw uh, between two teammates uh, here, which got us thinking, have you, you ever experienced, Craig, anything like that? Uh, well, obviously in the dressing room. I've never experienced, I can't remember on the, on the field. But I certainly do in the dressing room at half-time, but... The referee telling them to stop it. I don't, Susan Robinson I mean, obviously, my, my, my former teammate, uh, Graeme Lasseau, had yep. a, a well-documented spat with David Batty. I think it was a Champions League game when they were at Blackburn Rovers. Uh, there was the Kieran Dyer... And yes, Lee Bowyer. Lee Bowyer at Newcastle. So there have been incidents, but I, I don't... Most of, most of the ones I remember were sort of... We're behind closed yeah, doors. Yeah, you're saying yes. on, the train, on the training it's much more common, yeah? The, what? In training it's much yeah, more common yeah. to see people fighting because obviously you're... Yeah, you'll get it in training and you'll yeah. get it certainly in dressing rooms. Uh, you don't like to see it too often because obviously it means there's, there's animosity. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're struggling at the bottom of the league, but it's very rare to actually see yeah. two players going at it on the field. Have you yeah. experienced anything like that? Not on the pitch, not on the pitch. I mean, sometimes it can actually help a team when you have a little bust-up in training and then after, you know, everything calms down. And right. It can actually make you, um, it can actually make you stronger sometimes. Um, I've, had, I've had a hotel one, a hotel bust-up with, with a couple of players, which I won't name. Well, you can go into a little more detail. You can't just give us that. Well, that, that, dangle that. Hold, on, hold on, get the pop cold. Yeah, okay. Come on, let's go. Game as well. uh, it was before a pretty big game as well, but um, oh, wait. I can't. No. Loose, loose lips, loose lips. Oh. When you were at Arsenal or when you moved yeah. on? Yeah, when I was at Arsenal, yeah. But before a big game? Uh, before a big game. Before what a happened? Big game. Um, we was at dinner. We was at dinner. And there was, a, there, was a, there was a little bust up. But I won't say any more than that. Who between? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mario? Uh, no, I mean, I think what the guy said, you know, like sometimes your team also needs it. Eh? When, when you need a little bit of like movement. I had one when I was, I was still a schoolboy playing at Ajax and um, we played PSV to win the, you know, like for the title, the title challenge. And just before halftime, I go forward and Sunday Olise crosses the ball to me. 
but the ball goes out, they throw in really fast, and they score. We were one nil up, I think, they equalized with us. So we come in the dressing room, but before we got in, the guy starts screaming at him, why did you play the ball? We had only two minutes to go. So Sunday comes into the dressing room, and if you're not familiar with that player, he is, in size-wise, oh my God, you don't want to compete with him. So he said to the guys, he said, I know you guys are all Mr. Ajax. I said, why don't we go to the, to, because we had like a little area where we had like a spa area with like a jacuzzi and all that. He said, go, let's go around the jacuzzi and go and talk about it. You understand, like real men, because you guys just oh. keep on talking and <laughs> no one got up. They all sat down in the dressing room. No one got up. We just said, I looked at it. I was like, I was literally a school kid. I was like, I think I was 19 or 20. And I looked at it. I was like, what the hell is going to kick off here? And no yeah. one moved. Nobody moved. Even our captain. No one moved. Everybody just looked at him and said, and then someone came with a, with a, with a voice. Sunday, why do you have to be like that? This is just that we don't agree with what you did. He said, no, I don't like it. You guys talk too much. Just play the game. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, the jacuzzi for you. I like it. I told you about the one we had with Leicester. Leicester City on the tunnel at the end of the uh, Midlands Derby. When, uh, and this is where you have to pick your fights. Right. And, this uh, is when you were at Derby. This is when I was at Derby. It was a big East Midlands Derby. And uh, they'd beaten us 2-1, I think. And we decided there was something happened. And big Matty Elliott, and I think uh, there was a, they were a big team. I've told you this one. I realised we'd made a mistake when Eddie Akinbaye took his top off. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of the tunnel. He took his top off and he went like that. <laughs> and I turned to Brian Hill and I went, I think we've made a mistake here. <laughs> we're both, the whole team, we couldn't get in the dressing room quick enough. Oh, like the door. The door. Yeah. Listen, you got to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> Just a reminder, right. plenty right. more stories on Extra Time. Uh, you can check that out over on our YouTube channel. Into Miami's second game of the season, we ended a draw with the LA Galaxy and they left it late for the equaliser, a certain Lionel Messi scoring in the 92nd minute. Uh, of course, they're big favourites, aren't they, Kieran, to go on and win MLS Cup? Long way to go. Yeah, I mean, listen, they have, obviously they have Copa America this year, you've got the Olympics as well, which could, you know, reduce Messi's appearances for, for Miami. Um, they, I watched them in the first game as well. They, they look dangerous. They do look dangerous. If they can, can, can get control of, of the majority of the games, which I think they will, then they'll, they'll have a, a chance because the firepower that they have when they're driving at, at these defenders still. Um, Robert Taylor's been coming up trumps. He's, he still looks in, in top form. Um, he links up really well with Messi. Sergio's still controlling games. Suarez looking old though, isn't he? I mean, if, if you have players around him, he can still cause damage. He still uses his body really well. Um, you know, he's still a ridiculous goal scorer and he's, he's going to score goals no matter what. Um, but yeah, of course, I mean, he's, he's been a season pro for uh, the last um, 15... Put a bit of timber on, I would imagine. I'm a good man to talk about. Uh, uh, let's call it what it is. Oh. It's, a bit of, it's ba Barcelona B. Okay. It effectively, is it? Almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Any more they can get? Uh, I don't know. Who else are you after <laughs> Barcelona? Oh, God. I mean, I was going to say... I was gonna, I was gonna say someone there, but I thought no, probably best not. But um, just explain can just how the vibe has changed since he's arrived. Um, I mean, right the way through the club, it's uh, it's a completely different place, to be honest. And your signing didn't have the same impact. 
Uh, not quite, although we did go on a, we did go on a, I think it was, must have been 11 game unbeaten streak when I did sign. Oh, so. there you go. But yeah, you probably, you probably don't remember that. <laughs> was that um, before or after you got Neville sacked? <laughs> um, I think the manager's good. Right. I really like right, man. I really like the manager, yeah, yeah. And I think the boys, the boys really like him from, from the message that I hear. Um, experienced guy, he's, what, he's done it for, yeah. for Atlanta. Um, he, he's been around the block, so they have a really, they have a really diverse crew. They have a bunch of young, really young players, and then you know the seasoned pros kind of at the other end of their careers. Um, so they've got a good mix of youth and experience, and they've got the, the best player in the world. So you know, I'm not surprised that they're favourites to go. Former best player in the world. Uh, just a reminder, a lot more reaction to what we saw in opening weekend in MLS on the latest edition of uh, Football Americas. Be sure to catch uh, Seven Herc uh, live tonight. Uh, that's it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Now, we're going to go extra time, but we're going to go live into extra time, so don't say anything okay, silly. Can yeah, I say go. goodbye? Extra time is next. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. What are you smiling at, Mario? Ah, oh, man, I'm still with you guys. Always happy, my friend. Oh, <laughs> look how happy he is. Don't worry about it. It's not, but there are other people that work in this show that he also has to say to. Now, don't say anything silly. Well, well yes, but that's for different. Like who? <laughs> well, who do you think? Who do you Former think? Liverpool player. Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Karen? You well? All good. Yeah? All good. Yeah, yeah. It's landed, uh, landed today. Lovely. You're here for a few days. Early aren't flight. You? Few days. You excited few by days. that prospect? I mean, I'm a bit disappointed that Craig's going on holiday. Well, I don't think that's well, a coincidence. <laughs> and I know that's a lie. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure Robson will be here. Yeah, Rob will be oh, here. Oh, okay, you know Robbo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Robbo. Was he, fair, was he working for Arsenal TV when you were playing and then he got sacked? Uh, I'm actually not sure. I think he might have been before. I'm not sure. Right, because he got banned, didn't he? Yeah, he told me. He told me. He, 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 I'm hearing he's staying in one of the more luxurious hotels. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he nice got, got the yeah. good yeah, one. Yeah, very nice. He's in there. Yes, well, it's... I need to have a certain amount of appearances before they get upgraded, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, are Chelsea a billion pound bottle job, Craig? Look, I'm not going to. I don't know where to go with this. Go wherever direction you want. Uh, That's what you no, normally look, do. Look, look. You win games, you lose games. Hmm. It, it can happen. The manner in which they capitulated in the final 30 minutes is the, one of the reasons. If Liverpool had a scored a winner in the 89th minute, right, from a set piece off the cuff, I don't think too many people would have batted an island. I think they said, well, they did brilliantly with the kids. But actually, Chelsea played all right. Yes. In fact, it went to extra time. And then they, they offered very little, if not nothing. Uh, and bearing in mind the Liverpool side, it, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I wouldn't say it was a bottle job, but it, it wasn't a very good job. And Mario, we discussed this on the show, didn't we? Do you expect Pochettino to remain as Chelsea manager next season? Does he deserve it? Yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, if you, you also have to look at where Chelsea comes from. Eh? I mean, first, you have a, a team that wins everything, then again overtaken. They have to rebuild, they get rid of everybody that was involved at the time from the old owner. So you got to build something new. Now, look, you can change managers all the time, but that means that you have to also change your plan. And if you keep on changing your plan, it goes all the way down and try to build like a new system because you cannot keep buying. 
and you're gonna every time get a new manager. Come on, guys. I think they sometimes have to settle down, take it easy, and focus on building instead of just keep on breaking things off and getting a new one in. Question for Craig. Manchester United, now Chelsea, seem to have become a graveyard for young talents. Do you think a time will come soon when young prospects might think twice before joining these clubs to save their long-term career? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have a young guy, well, let's go through United, for example. They have a young guy left back, injured in Malaysia. Uh, Kobe Minor has come in as a youngster and has been excellent. Yep. So that's not been... Palestri had some game time before he went out on loan. Garnacho's playing. Rasmus Hoyland's a youngster. Okay, they signed him and they paid a few quid for him. Yep. Uh, so actually, they've had game time. The problem at United is not the youngsters. The problem at United is, is some of the more senior players. So... Oh, schoolboy error. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 57 years in TV. Unbelievable. Instead of AM. Did oh. that go off and it say, oh, I really oh, hope the show's finished by that? <laughs> <laughs> he, has he, has date. he has a dinner date, Greg. Imagine on, having man. an alarm set. What is it? What's the alarm set? It? it was for AM. It was for this morning, wasn't it? I got to get up and take the boys dinner to school. Dinner date with the wife. Come on now. Come on now, what? Dan. I expect no, better, I, man. I don't, I don't need a reminder <laughs> for that, Mario. That's in my heart. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between like AM it, and like PM. Yeah. One's an A and one's a B. Yes, I know. That's I kind of Stevie territory. This is Stevie territory. I'm loving this. I still woke up. Oh. It was all right. Go on, Craig. Man, bury him. No, bury him. no, I'll never mention it again. <laughs> Shut up, you. Your alarm going on. Oh, Come on. Uh, for Kieran. So, so it's not, should the alarm's not, you've got to phone the wife? No, no, it's fine. Everything's you've good. You've got to check out. She's time. calling, she's calling. Uh, no, it's all right, no problem. Uh, where are we? For Kieran, what are your expectations? Your wife's calling that says what, what grumpy. <laughs> grumpy, it says it. Uh, What are your expectations for England at the Euros this summer? Mm. If they have poor showing, do you think the FA should make a change uh, as a uh, change the manager? I would say that this is the most excited I've been about England in an international tournament for probably probably quite some time. Yeah. I think um, you know I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting Jude Bellingham to walk out and captain the side after the season that he's having. Well, Kane will still be captain. I mean, he's not going to take Kane's captaincy away. Yeah. I know, but I just feel that you know he's had a few bashes at it, and you know we have to look at. It's a Tottenham thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's very true, isn't it? But I think, I think with, the, with their strongest lineup, um, they have a real shot. Yeah, they're they brilliant. Real I'm shot. excited as well, Kieran. If it's a poor showing, do I think the FA should make a change at the manager? Um, I don't think so. Who's your back four? Back four, I'm going to go with goalkeeper as well. No, just back four. Stop. stop. Back go. four. Carl Walker. Fishing for time. Carl Walker. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go Luke Shaw if he's if he's fit. Right. Um, and then centre half. I'm gonna go John Stones. Yes, I think that's a given. Do you think he'll go Maguire? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go Maguire. Well, but then I don't know who's gonna go. He believes in um, him though. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, it. he's so he good for England. He's, yeah. so, he's been so good for England. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably go. I'll probably go. I'll probably go with him. He'll go safe, won't he? The manager. Yes. I think the problem is in front of that. Well, no, that's a problem. There's two problems for me. The attacking sense of England 
is magnificent. Yeah, is exceptional, mm -hmm. yeah. It really is yeah. up there. The choices. So before we've seen Declan Calvin Rice, Phillips, Jordan Henderson, Calvin Phillips, unless Calvin Phillips is a good player, he's just having a bad time, right? Yeah. Whether that resolves itself in time, I don't know. You could then and and Jordan Henderson, you know, he's in Holland now. He's was in Saudi Arabia. That that those are extremely safe pairs of hands. What if young Kobe Mino continues to play really well between now and end of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've always seen some managers throw a curveball in there. You take somebody, was it Theo Walcott went as a 16-year-old? Yeah, understand. And sometimes you have that, and you, I'm going to take a chance. Uh, but some, you know, Declan Rice, and then you have to be able to fill it somewhere else. What would you prefer? Oh, Jude Bellingham, of course. Yes. But, but he likes two. Yes. Yeah. Super safe. Double pivot. Super safe. Yeah. What would you prefer, Arsenal to win the Premier League or England to win the Euros? <laughs> hey, no pressure, no pressure. Easy. <laughs> the country is watching, don't worry. <laughs>
final. And I don't mean the cup final that Hullet dropped me for in 97. Right. Uh, I got stretchered off when I, was, when I went to Celtic. The, my second season there, I got stretchered off the week before the Scottish Cup final. Somebody done me and my knee went. Did you? And I, was in the, on the, and I was on the stretcher, wee Brian Scott, the physio, and I knew, wee right. Brian Scott, the physio, come on. And I was like, Brian, I'm screwed, right? And, wow. and I was lying there and the, the, it wasn't a broken leg or anything like that. But it wasn't going to be ready. It was not going to be ready in a week. And then yeah. to have to have that whole week, and the boys were going to get in the suits and doing all that, and <laughs> right. you just knew, as an experienced player, you're just going to sit and watch. Yeah. Rangers, uh, we, I think we, we lost one 0 I think, or two. Because you weren't playing. Yeah. But we still had a party afterwards. Which <laughs> <laughs> is always the most important thing, Mario. Uh, what about you, Mario? <laughs> no, I know. I, me, I, I, when I lost my first one was uh, the Champions League that I lost against Juve. And um, the, the, I was already happy to be there anyway. And then, you right. know, you go from school, you go in there, still my school bags and stuff. And then we lose the final. And you're begging for a jersey. I remember I got the shot of Viali. The only good part out of it, he called me, signed me for Chelsea. And the second final I lost was actually against Kieran's team, Arsenal. Oh, oh. my God. We won the <laughs> FA Cup. We won the, yeah, we won the FA Cup. That was we, for you, that was for you, Mario. We, we won it before and then I lost the FA Cup. I was like, oh my God. Tony oh, Adams. Uh, what was it? Cherry Henry, uh, uh, Pires, uh, oh, yeah. all those guys, they killed us, man. I was devastated. But yeah, I lost it. Can Any chance we can see that picture again? I'm, Tommy, sure, I'm sure we can. Tommy, can we see that picture <laughs> again? I don't know why they got me to do this. That's yeah. beautiful. Who's a cop like that? Then, then, why don't you talk about the one that I won then? Because, <laughs> hey, the King's Road still remembers me. <laughs> on the King's Road. still talking. <laughs> Mario, hold on. We're just, we're just rubbishing this picture. Could they not focus the picture from Yeah, I don't know why. Who took it, by the way? And look, said to hold it. Hold it like like 12. <laughs> You look like you're on a tour. You look like you've never held a cup before. Uh, hey, Kieran, don't let them don't let them catch you like that, man. Oh, no, oh no, my god. You're, you're only allowed to hold it if you've won it, Mario. Remember that. I agree. I only agree with you. Amen. Let, you can only hold it when you touch when you touch it. You gotta oh, have one. Go. I was gonna kick it over when I came in. <laughs> back tomorrow, you know. Don't you worry about that. Uh, that is it. Uh, ESPN FC is indeed uh, back tomorrow. Well, off you go to your rubbish hotel. <laughs> Uh, Dan's uh, wife's calling. A bit short. Yes, dear. Yeah. Uh, here we go then. We'll be back tomorrow. FA Cup. Very much on focus. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 